Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. listening to Anchored in Love with Christian Amy. I am so excited you decided to join us another week. This is about to be amazing. Are you ready? <laughs> OMG, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time you've decided to listen to this podcast. I'm so excited you decided to listen to it. I hope that your day is going to be, is going or has been amazingly wonderful and if not I'm hoping that after whatever I have to say it impacts your life in such a way that it is there's this uh, vegan lady that uh, I've been following uh, shout out to Tabitha Brown she's absolutely amazing <laughs> she has such personality and she always says now you go and have a good day but if you can't have a good day don't you dare go and mess don't you dare go and mess up nobody else's I just always crack up laughing thinking to myself that's the truth because too often people <laughs> people are having a bad day or having a bad moment or whatever and then you take it out on somebody else it's not their fault even if they did something to you you don't have to respond what's your what is your auto uh auto uh response to things even if they make you mad you don't have to then lash out on other people all right, needless to say, we have a lot of things to talk about today, and I hope um, that today changes the way you handle relationships. Uh, and today's topic is not necessarily about relationships, but it is going to uh, talk about some areas um, that we might need healing in. So as we always did, let's start off with prayer this morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening. <laughs> let's pray and let's, uh, let's jump on in. Father, we thank you for your grace and for your mercy and for your kindness, for your love, for life and for liberty. No matter where we are in the world, we've been given liberty in you. Um, and I'm grateful. I pray for those who are listening, um, that you would cover them and keep them, that you would help them in this moment to develop a grace for other people around them, that you would help them to remember the grace that you have given them. That even in this moment that they would inhale who you are and exhale everything that is not like you. That they would inhale your grace and your mercy, your kindness, your love, your favor, your favor, your tender mercies, God. They would inhale those things and exhale out <laughs> just the thoughts that, that tell us that we cannot. The thoughts that tell us that we won't be able to. The thoughts that tell us that we don't have the abilities to all the negative things that we take in on a daily basis that people have told us that we are or that we've believed ourselves to be because of failed this and failed that all of that stuff let's exhale it out right now in the name of jesus let's just push it 
that today we take on your yoke for it is easy and your burdens are light. Today we cast our cares on you. Today we allow ourselves to put at the foot of your feet, God, every hurt, every pain, every miscommunication, every failed relationship, everything that we're going through currently in our lives, whether it be financial, whether it be um, mental, whether it be emotional, whether it be physical, God, our, our, our health, our wellness, we lay it at the foot of your altar today. We lay it before you, God, knowing that when it's in your hands, you can do anything but fail. We trust you on today, God. We count all these things as so. And as I end this prayer, we end it in the spirit of peace. Today, I just pray peace over your people. That wherever they are, that peace would reside with them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, y'all. <laughs> That's another Thursday. I'm hoping that your week has been pretty good. And if it hasn't, guess what? It's about to get better. I believe it. I'm, I'm going to just believe that, you know. Um, and uh, right now we're all still in the middle of this epidemic, but I believe that everybody is pushing through um, and we're still believing and we're having faith and we're persevering and we are um, making the best out of what has been handed to us. You know, and I know that it's not always easy, but it is purposeful. And uh, in recent podcasts, we've talked about that, that it may not always feel good, but it, it is purposeful. It is purposeful. And how often are we taking opportunities to allow ourselves to just kind of ride it out, ride it out, ride out the waves and just kind of see what it's going to turn out to be. You know, I was listening to a song by um, Jonathan McReynolds. And it was called the name of the song is called Cycles, one of my favorite songs. And he gets to the end of the song and he begins to speak. And he says, you know, there's two different kinds of roller coaster riders. He says, there's the people who are like him, who close their eyes really, really tight and hold on for dear life. And then the whole entire ride, they're just like clenched and they're super duper tense and they're super duper tight the entire ride. And they're just like, they want to get on the ride, but they're just waiting for the ride to be over the entire time. Now, I'm ad-libbing to this, but this is kind of the way I perceived it. He said, and there's other people who just, when the ride starts, they put their hands up in the air and they let go. And the clicking of, of the ride going up the hill, click, 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 click. And the anticipation of the drop that is coming and saying, I'm here for the ride. Let's go. Let's do this. And I thought to myself, there are two different types of roller coaster rides because even though in your heart, you know that this joker is about to drop, your hands are still lifted up and extended saying, I'm ready for the ride. And then there's somebody else who's in the corner like, I know this ride is about to come, but I don't want to face it. How many of us are on our personal roller coaster ride called life and you're closing your eyes the whole way through and you're missing everything around you? You're missing all of the experiences that you could be taking in and gleaming from and learning and being able to enjoy you're missing those opportunities because your eyes are closed and you clenched your fist and your body's all tensed up and all of your muscles are contracted merely because you're too afraid to face them. Now, in most of people's lives, the two governing factors that allowed them to make the decision that they make or, you know, pursue in life or go forth in life. Most of everything is based on two factors, love and fear. 
Now, this is the truth because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and of a sound mind. And the things that are governed, fueled, pushed by the Lord are usually fueled by the love, by love, the love of Christ. Uh, some some branching of love in some in some way and things that are not fueled by him are fueled by fear because he has not given it to us so of course there is another father of that thing that has altered that thing and is trying to push it also in your life and I talk about the two branches uh, uh, those two branches because um, based upon what we've experienced in life um, a lot of times and oftentimes, um, those two factors will will be the things that cause us to make certain decisions, you know. And so love and fear. Oftentimes, oftentimes we don't realize that, that we are making our decisions based on fear. Or they were even making it based on love. But all of our decisions, the root of them, is either based on love or fear. And I know that sounds really far-fetched, but it is so true. Okay? Case in point. When you love someone, you choose. You choose them. You choose to do right by them. You choose to love them. You choose to honor them and honor that love that you have for them. But... Let's say you're afraid of something happening. Hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking, you um, you could love your significant other, but be afraid that if you miss on this opportunity of talking to this person, um, that it might be a good opportunity. And you say with your mouth you love them, but the fear that you have of the missed opportunity may be greater than the love that you say you have for that person. And it's not because fear is greater, but because you've magnified the fear more in your life. And whatever you magnify or you enlarge will always seem greater in your life. It will always seem like it takes precedence over everything, no matter what it is. If you make, if you magnify God, God will always seem greater. If you magnify fear, fear will always seem greater. If you magnify dysfunction, dysfunction will always seem greater. Whatever you magnify in your life will always seem greater. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So with all that being said, let's today let's talk about love versus fear. That the word of our Lord reads, and it's it said I said earlier, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I grew up most of my life operating and responding in fear. I literally was plagued by the spirit of fear, by being afraid to make a decision and a choice for myself that I felt that could possibly benefit me better. And I would always do what would benefit other people better because I did not want to disappoint other people. And I did not trust that God had me enough to be able to carry me through whatever I went through. I did not trust God. I did not trust those around me. I didn't trust my mother. And I was always uh, uncomfortable with what was ahead of me. I, all I wanted was for the discomfort to be eased and for the and for whatever I was enduring or whatever I was walking into to always be easy because of discomfort and because of the root of it was fear. You know what I mean? And 
This also correlates with some of the the daddy issues that I had in my life. We'll talk about that during another podcast. Um, But I did not realize that I needed to love myself enough and love God enough in order to be able to make proper decisions. And that is also rooted because I did not know how much God loved me. I didn't know that the love of God was enough in my life to be able to make me healthy and whole and to be able to help me make certain decisions. And that when I made those decisions because of the love of Christ being enough in my life, that he would carry me the rest of the way. And I know that sounds really deep and spiritual, but it's really simple. Like, um, as simple as this. I married my husband merely out of the fear that I felt like nobody else would love me because I had given myself up to him physically already. Because he was the first person I ever encountered. I didn't think anybody else would love me. So because of that, I went into something that I was not emotionally, mentally, or even no no part of me was prepared to walk into marriage but i did it because i didn't feel like anybody else would love me and that was and that also was deep seated deep seated and rooted in the fact that i had never really had a love of a father before and i did not know the love of my spiritual father in heaven that loved me so much so because of fear that was so deeply rooted in me i could not operate in love because I glorified and I magnified fear and it was not labeled as fear. It was labeled as maybe an insecurity or, you know what? Yeah, he loves me or labeling it at and making excuses and putting excuses over what was really fear and operating out of my timing. And I know even right now you're probably saying, well, fear doesn't govern my decisions. Um, it might be discomfort or, or something like that. Or, you you know, you're, you're again, again, labeling it with excuses when really it's deep seated in fear. Let's go back to the new to the Old Testament. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of time when Eve and Adam were in the garden and Eve was offered the fruit from the tree that God told her not to eat from. And in this conversation, this dialogue while she's talking with the serpent. She's having this conversation and she knows all the rules that are given to her. You may eat from every tree except for this. You may eat from all of the fruit in the garden except for from this tree. And, and, and that's the only requirement. But because the enemy, the serpent at the time, was able to say something to her that made her feel like I'm missing out on something. I, 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 I don't want to miss this opportunity. When she was given every opportunity that there could ever be. She was given everything that she needed right there, readily available at her fingertips. But because then fear stepped in, fear personified itself in the the shape of a serpent and introduced himself and made himself real smooth. And the scripture says he was subtle. Think about it. Fear is not always demonstrative and it's not always uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. It is not always, you know, coming to you like the like the movie It. It is not always like that. Fear is not always thrashing in horror. Sometimes fear is, fear is subtle. Fear will sneak in so smoothly and will utilize every insecurity and every doubt that you have about yourself and take you and mop the floor with you. Merely because you don't believe enough in the God that you say that you worship. 
And the one that you say you love, you don't love him enough to believe the words and the promises that he's given you that are true. His words and his promises are yes and yes. Yea and amen. He said that. And the thing is that his holiness is so pure and so holy that he cannot personify a lie. So he's not going to lie to you. The word of our Lord reads that he is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it and he will make it good in your life. And you don't have to worry or balance yourself out or not balance, but you don't have to weigh out your options. All you have to do is trust and obey that he can and that he will do exactly what he said he would do. And you can base your decisions off of the love of Christ and not on the fear of missing out on something. Now, I know we're talking real good right now, but we got to pay these bills, right? So take a brief moment, listen to this commercial, and I'll be right back with you. Are you looking to launch a podcast, advertise your business, product, or music? Look no further. Noise Radio Network is an independent network looking to give you a voice, a platform, and where we are committed to our E4 motto, to empower, encourage, engage, and entertain. So whether you need exposure, looking to build your brand, or looking for podcasts and programming with great content, we've got you. Contact Noise Radio Network today at 470-588-1984 or email us at info.noiz at gmail.com. And also feel free to visit us on the web at www.noizradionetwork.org. Lend us your time and your ear and allow Noise Radio Network to be a place you call home. Together, let's make some noise. You're listening to NOIZ Radio Network. Let's go. This is your radio. Your station. Keep it locked. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I pray that thus far you have been enjoying what's been said. So let's jump right back in. Fear will always lie to you. Fear will always tell you something that sounds good. Fear will always manipulate you. Fear will always connive the game, connive and be cunning and crafty. Fear will always put you in a place where you feel like you have to do something. It is not necessarily an option. Fear will always put you in a place where things seem like this is your only hope. What are you glorifying or magnifying in your life that seems greater, that seems larger than what God really is in your life? And usually if it is not rooted in love or by God, it's rooted in fear. Fear is one of the main things that controls people. If I can't buy you, I will make you scared. If I cannot manipulate you with money, I will have you so petrified or so fearful that you have to do it. That's what fear does. Fear makes you feel like you have to. The love of God says that his love is free and I give you free will. That's what God says. It is a free will thing that you can choose me if you want to, but you don't necessarily have to. But I am the best choice. That's what the love of God does for us. Love versus fear. Fear will always make you feel like, like like this is an obligation and that I am mandated and I am married to the thing. Whereas love says, this is a free will thing. You have to choose me every single time. Fear, if you ever notice it, even though we choose fear, sometimes 
fear bullies its way into our lives? Have you allowed fear to bully its way into your life and strong arm you and make you believe a lie that God never intended for you? I remember the lie that I believed was that I wouldn't I wasn't lovable and that I wasn't good enough and that I would never be able to reach my fullest potential merely because of all of the things that I had done. I felt like I was too dirty, that I had slept with too many people that I, I that I, because I didn't come out of the home uh, that looked appealing to other people that because I didn't speak well enough because I didn't look like particular women that because I didn't have the education standpoint that I was not good enough and I made decisions based off of the fear of thinking that I was not good enough man woman girl boy whoever is listening to this right now I need you to know that God makes you good enough that there is nothing that anybody can do or say that will make you good enough but God qualifies you and makes you good enough that you are brilliant and that you are beautiful and that you have something amazing to offer to this world and you don't have to be subjected to the thought that I'm not good enough you don't have to be subjected to the thought that and be afraid because of because of your lacks and and deficiencies God will cover you up he will make you brand new His words is that he is married to the backslider. He married you knowing that you would cheat on him. He married you knowing that you would not always be faithful. He said, I'm going to still remain faithful to you, even when I know that you will not be faithful to me always. He chose you first. So why not love him regardless and always choose him every choice that you do and every choice that you have? And that you don't have to worry about or lean on your own understanding or lean on your own abilities or lean on what you know. The word of the word of God says in Proverbs three, five and six, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. See, when we make choices based off fear, they govern everything else. When we make choices based off of love. They govern everything else. And it's even how we choose our relationships, how we communicate with people. I communicate with you the way I do based on the fear that you might leave, based on the fear that this might not work out, based on the fear that. I always want to be right and I don't want to be proven wrong. It's a pride thing and pride is rooted in fear. This everything that we do is rooted in either love or fear. I treat you with compassion and I give you grace because I love you and I love our God and and I love our God and father in heaven. I speak to you badly and I beat you and I treat you wrong and I disrespect you because I'm afraid of. Of, of you really revealing who I really am. And I'm afraid to really reveal that I that, that there's an issue on the inside of me. People make their decisions based on love and fear every single day. Even down to what we consume. When we choose to eat certain things and we know we're not supposed to eat it. A lot of times what happens inside the brain is I might not get a chance to eat this next time or I won't get an opportunity to, you know, to, to have this later on. Oh, it's only one thing. And again, this is not this is not rooted in love, because if you loved yourself and you knew this is not good for you and it's not going to help you be better. Why are you doing it? Why would you even allow yourself to tap into that? And, you know, it does not benefit you. And, you know, it won't. It won't do you any good and it's only doing you harm. But again, fear is so fear is multifaceted. Fear 
personifies itself or sometimes symbolizes itself like, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, it's just it's just this one thing. When really it becomes one after another, after another, after another. It's like, well, I won't be able to eat it next time or I won't come here again or this one. And it makes things seem more final and more concrete. And it's not. And we shouldn't think that way. We should realize that the God that we serve and his benevolence will give us other opportunities. And I may miss out right now, but in the future it will be. It will be better. And this is why this is why a lot of people can't pray. This is why a lot of people cannot fast because when it comes to turning over your plate, oh my gosh, I have to I have to fast for 24 hours. What do you mean I can't eat? What do you mean? I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna eat for 24 hours. First of all, even right now, I just I, I pray against that thought life even right now in the name of Jesus. You can do all things through Christ that gives you strength. That's what Philippians 4.13 says. Anything that you do through Christ, you can do. He gives you the strength to be able to be sustained. He gives you the strength to be able to maintain. He gives you the strength to be able to fast. And you can do it if you desire to do so. Because you must be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. When you are fasting, you can't focus on the fact that I'm not eating. You have to focus on the fact that I am focusing in on the Lord. And when I would usually be preparing my meals, eating a meal, thinking about food and other things like that. And watching television and being on social media and all of that other stuff. I am now taking all of that energy and all of that time and I'm putting it into God and getting more from him. What more can we be getting from the Lord if we just surrender ourselves in a whole new way? What more can we be gleaming from him if we begin to allow ourselves to be rooted in love? Not rooted in fear, not in scarcity or in poverty, but in love. For the word of our Lord reads, perfect love cast out all fear. Fear won't exist when love arises. When you make love greater and you magnify it and, and enlarge it, fear dissipates. It's like light in a darkness. Darkness can no longer live where there is light. So as I come to my closing, I really want us to, to hone in on this very thought. Are my decisions based on fear or are they based on love? Do I think myself not good enough? Am I operating? Is my entire operating system based on fear? Is everything that I do based on fear? Or is it based on love? Do you love more God more than you love these? Do you love more God more than, than anything else in the world? That if God told you today to walk away from everything that you know to follow after him and to do what he's called you to do, would you be able to do it? Do you love him more than these? For the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Don't worry about the things. Don't be afraid to lose things and to lose people. But love God more because he loved you first. I hope on today something was said that will impact your life in such a way that you'll be forever changed and transformed. I hope today you choose to love more than you choose to be afraid. That you will see the different heads of fear that try to pop up in your life 
and begin to identify them. Whether it's intimidation, whether it is manipulation, being subtle and sneaky and conniving, whether it is personifying itself in a, in a good choice, but really it's bad. And it tries to make you do something and tries to make you respond very quickly like a car salesman. No, you have time. Don't let anybody rush your process. Don't let anybody make you feel like you have to do something. Don't be afraid. Be loved. Walk in love. Walk in the love that surrounds you and keeps you and strengthens you and prospers you and pushes you and makes you healthy and whole. Walk in love. Walk in love. And before I leave, I'm reminded of when Peter, after Jesus had, had was crucified on the cross and, and he rose back up. Peter, after denying Jesus three times, went back to what he knew. He went back to being a fisherman. And Jesus came and found him. Remember the scripture says in the New Testament, there is now therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You don't have to walk in condemnation. And so he came and found Peter who was walking in condemnation. And, he's, and I want to paraphrase. I'm going to create my own rendition really quick for you. But Jesus, I, I talked about, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't claim you when it was necessary. And you told me that I was going to sin against you. And, and I, and I told you I wasn't. And then I did it anyways. I'm not good enough. And Jesus says, do you love me? But Jesus, you don't understand. I'm not good enough. Jesus responds to him. No, 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 no. Do you love me? And Peter begins to give all these lists. Do you love me? How much do you love the father? He says, feed my sheep. A simple commandment. Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love him, do what you've been called to do. If you love him, if you love him, if you love him, if you love. John, and I'm going to read, let me read from the New King James Version. New King James Version, John 13, 34, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. It's all about love. This is why this whole show is, is created, because it's about love. Do you love people enough? Do you love God enough to love people enough to be able to still treat them right? To still give them grace, to still give them mercy, to still show compassion. How much do you love? Do you give love a bad name? I pray that the rest of your day, the rest of your week, the rest of your month will be filled with decisions based on love and not based on fear. And as you go throughout your day today, I pray that you will walk in love. And if anybody asks you how you're doing today, put a big smile on your face and turn to them and tell them, I'm alive and living in color. God bless you and have an amazing day. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck. 
Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia.